Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Sunday, February 28th day, 221. We're wrapping up the month of February. It was a cold one here with no electricity, no running water for me and my little doggy, Lana Del Rey, but it was a great time of humbling and a great time of studying, a great time of teaching. I hope you're enjoying this book of Isaiah with me as I enjoy bringing it to you. The book of Isaiah, Isaiah meaning salvation of Jehovah, a prophecy that was written for today, written prophecy that is more relevant to these times right now than ever before. All God's prophecies occur and develop in preliminary and partial happenings, for example, to us before they lead up to and become fulfilled and permanent. It's Isaiah's voice and pen, but Jehovah's words, God's words. It's not man's imagination. It's divine revelation. Please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. Help magnify and broadcast God's saving word. This podcast is only possible through your donations. Please give it up for God at companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. You are encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address companionchapel at gmail.com or come by for a Bible study to Number 338, Side Road 28-29, RR5, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, NOG2GO. Phone number here is 519-706-8876. Now turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 52. Wakey, wakey, as it's written. This is a call to action. Put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. This is God's heaven as he's written to us in the book of Revelation. He is the new Jerusalem. And that, go to the etymology of the word Jerusalem, a place of peace beyond our present compre- comprehension. For henceforth there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and unclean. Well, what's he talking about here? Remember, always translate within the Bible. So when it says circumcision here, let's go to 1 Corinthians 7.18. Circumcision means nothing. That's circumcision of the flesh for the male. Circumcision means nothing. Uncircumcision means nothing. The only thing that means anything is keeping the commandments of God. In Colossians 2.11, you are of the circumcision without hands. It's of the heart. Romans 2.29, circumcision is of the heart. And... And remember in the last chapter of Isaiah 51, 9, you are cut away from captivity of the ways and things of the world. Always translate within the Bible. Verse 2, shake thyself from the dust, arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Remember um, Matthew 10, when Christ says, shake the dust off your feet. Like if you're sitting around with a bunch of atheists, heathen people, or the ways of the world are starting to pin you down, you just... Shake it off, man. That's what that expression means. That's the figure of speech. Shake it off. Because you can't bring any of that stuff into the new heavens with you. And you are a pillar in the kingdom of heaven, as it's written. So it says, uh, shake thy dust, arise and sit down. Because we're part of the kingdom of heaven when we go in there. We're the working, we're, we're a, a fabric part of the kingdom of heaven. We're in there working, doing God's work. Three, for thus saith the Lord, ye have sold yourself for nothing, and ye shall be redeemed without money. That's right, you can't buy salvation. You can't buy faith, you can't buy your way into heaven, and that's all there is to it. But you sell out to the ways and things of the world all the time, and you sell yourselves into prisons, like prisons of sensual lust, prisons of drugs and alcohol, prisons of regret, prisons of uh, greed and gluttony and entitlement, anything your egotism allows, 
Satan to, to drum on it like a snare drum. All those demons, devils, evil spirits telling me, telling you, you deserve more and all those things. Shake all that off. Shake it off. And, and you are redeemed without money. Jesus Christ didn't say, okay, you better have a retirement plan of at least uh, $500,000 or you can't get into heaven. It's free. Salvation is free. Faith is free. And loving the Lord Jesus Christ is free. Three, four, for thus saith the Lord God, my people went down aforetime into Egypt to sojourn, sojourn there, and the Assyrian oppressed them without cause. Remember Daniel chapter, I forget, but the Assyrian means Satan himself, oppressed them without cause. And this happened then for an example to us because it was a preliminary and partial fulfillment of prophecy. And now in these end times, it's becoming fulfilled. And Assyrian is Satan himself. Now, therefore, what have I here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for nothing, that they rule over them and make them to howl, saith the Lord, and my name is continually blasphemed. What's going on here? Well, people continually blaming God. That's what they do. They blame God for everything that goes wrong. Well, why did this little boy die when he was only two years old? They blame God because the flesh gets sick. When it's written in the book of Job that Job is in charge of all the disease. Job is in, or, or Satan is in charge of all diseases in the book of Job. They have to translate within the Bible. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart. Why is there wars? Why doesn't God do something? Well, because... People sell themselves into it. All the evil in the world doesn't come from the Lord. It comes from the human heart, and it's perpetuated by an adversary himself. And we have to go through this and experience evil, or how are we ever going to learn? We have to, we have to not compromise with evil, as Jesus Christ showed us. That's the point of the cross. It wasn't some sideshow. He went up there. He did not compromise with evil. He did not negotiate with evil. And we are to be like that. We get fed with the bread of water, and, and we are... Uh, quenched our thirst by the living waters and that's because we don't hunger or thirst after the ways of things of the world if if people just would shake all the evil off them evil would have no power it's society it's people it's communities it's countries that give evil the power and that's when you continually blaspheme god's name every day what, what you guys sold yourself out my people is taken away for nothing they're taken away into the systems of the economy the one world economy into these political systems mankind always thinks they can govern themselves but they never have been able to not once not one plan plot purpose of mankind has ever been uh, has ever uh, not ended in failure it's always riddled with disappointments. It's riddled with human rights infractions, people getting oppressed here and oppressed there, other people getting rich at other people's expenses. And, and don't forget, at the expense of Mother Nature's rights, look at Mother Nature, look at what we've done to this beautiful planet. And we think, oh, by 2050, we have the Paris Accord and we're not going to pollute anymore. Well, yeah, let's just pump it out till 2050. And then what? Well, then we're going to have electric cars by the time it's 2030, GM says, or 2035. Well, what's, how do you produce those cars? Like, it's just Mother Nature is just taking a beating. But God's there. God's ready to, ready to change all that. But evil has to run its course. Six, therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know it in that day that I am he that thus speak. Behold, it is I. Every knee will bow on that day. Uh, seven. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth forth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth 
good tidings of good that publishes salvation that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. Now, this was partially fulfilled, okay, by John, the Baptist, and Christ, both of whom are rejected and slain. Like, the world hates the truth, and the world hates the true peace message. But there will be other messengers of the future coming, even Elijah and others. You know what? That's us. Be part of being the messenger. Be part of being broadcasting God's word. Be part of the many-member body coming together. Because in the next verse it says, We are the watchmen that shall lift up the voice with the voice together. They shall sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring into Zion. We'll all be together. God gathers us together. And we have nothing to worry about. But it's at the seventh file, seventh seal, seventh trump. And let's go back to verse 7 here because I just read verse 8. But bringing upon good tidings, the feet is a figure of speech, sindoshe, for a whole person for a part. Apart for a whole person, I should say. So the feet, it's like we walk across the world with this message. But these days we can use the internet. We can use social media. We can use all the ways of the world that get messages across because Satan uses it in the global media. And that's the great educator of the world. That's his great dynasty right now. The global media is destitute of truth. God's word is the truth. And the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, in heaven and hell. So walk God's word through any nation and bring forth good tidings. Some people reject it. They rejected Jesus Christ himself. They put John the Baptist's head on a platter. These heathen people, be ready for it. Be prepared. The many-membered body coming together, be part of it. When you're thinking, well, I don't know if I want to support that ministry, and then off you go, get in your car and go down to Costco or go to Winners and just buy like, uh, you know, two triple packs of paper towels and, and uh, you know, 20 pounds of meat, like you need all that, and then forget about being part of the messenger of God's word. How beautiful upon the mountains, the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. That's your feet. Whatever you do to magnify and broadcast God's word, that's you. How beautiful God thinks it is. Don't you think it's beautiful when you're sitting in the Costco parking lot with three shopping carts behind the trunk of your car full of stuff and you didn't support God's word? That's up to you to decide that. I can tell you what the decision will be from God. Break forth into joy. Sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people. He hath redeemed Jerusalem. It's just waiting for you right now. The waste places of Jerusalem, no more. Sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem. The waste places of the dove of peace. And they're waste places now because, believe me, there's no peace in the in the tangible Jerusalem. It's, there's so many military guns and so many military hardware pointed at that place. God's going to clean it up. It's just waiting for you right now because Jesus Christ made a kingdom that is valid. Like I said, the cross wasn't some sideshow. It wasn't just some happening. Jesus Christ laid his life down at his time. And he bore the brunt of our sins, our transgressions. He did not compromise with evil. Therefore, he is the only one that has the power over sin. He's the only one that will not negotiate with evil. He has power over all your anxieties, worries, and fears, your possessiveness feelings, your feelings of egotism that you think you know better, the prisons you're in, like the prison of sensual lust, the prison of drugs, the prisons of wanting and longings more, the prisons of entitlement, the prisons of disdain, looking down at others that like you think you're better. Those are prisons. And he set up a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. Jesus Christ will not compromise with those things. When you shake that off, shake it off. Cut away from it as it's written. 
that when you die, when this flesh body dies, instantly you're with your maker and instantly you're in one place or another and that's taught Lazarus and the rich man. Luke chapter 16. You don't want to be where the rich man is. He couldn't buy his way out. He couldn't bully his way out of hell. Couldn't buy his way out of hell. And there he sits until he can get over it. And we pray for those people. Dude, you're not that big of a star, no matter who you think you are. 10. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Now, that's right. He's not hiding. This book isn't secret, but it has properties that are within it that are rules of a supernatural. There's a key of David which you have to humble and humble in all humility and pray for understanding. And you have to work at understanding before the key of David is presented to you where you can open the Bible to any page and just read it like we're reading along today. Now, the holy arm is is bare holy arm. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 13. Mankind tries to cover God's outstretched arms. It says, oh, geez, this is going to cramp our lifestyle, what God says here. God says to... Uh, you know, some of his rules and, and God's laws are against people's li- present lifestyles. You have to tweak your lifestyle to suit God's word. You can't tweak God's word to suit your lifestyle. You can't cover God's outstretched arms and just say, it's okay if you carry on like that. It's okay if you're greedy, if you're a bully, if you're a thug. It's okay if you want to uh, entertain uh, morally deprived things. It's okay if you want to engage in barnyard morals. It's okay if you want to be uh, be rich and you're just going to get rich at anybody's expense in the ways of the world. No. God's outstretched arms say no. Don't try and cover that up is what's written in Ezekiel chapter 13. And here it says he's his, his made bare as holy arms. He's, there's no covering there. Come on in is what he's saying. I'm here. I'll never leave you or forsake you. You leave or forsake me all the time, but I'm always here. 11. Depart ye. Depart ye. Go ye out from thence. Touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Get out of the ways and things of the world, the wantings and the lusts of the world. Unclean thing. In thought, intent, or action. Hebrews 4.12. Clean up your mind, man. Don't sit there with your buddies drinking beer all night and then go go home and uh, open up 19 pages of porn and use your body as an amusement park or think undefiled things every time you see someone that you find attractive just because Hollywood says they're attractive. Thought, intent, action. Unclean. Don't touch unclean things. Hey, you know what? Let's go to the pork rant I have. Okay? People and pork. Let me tell you something. It's the saddest thing people in pork, that they think that they can uh, just uh, get away with, well, Michael, it's just bacon and eggs. It's just bacon and eggs. Okay, so to all the people that say to me, you know what, Michael, it's just bacon and eggs. Like, what's God say here? Like, you're going to have to take your pen and scratch this thing out right here. Go ahead if you think it's okay to eat pork. Take your pen, take your Sharpie, your Marky, whatever. Take an X-Acto knife and cut this out. Where God says, touch no unclean thing. Repeated so many places throughout the Bible. Let's see, Revelation 18, 4, 2 Corinthians 14. Okay, don't touch unclean things. But, okay, Michael, we're just having bacon and eggs. Well, then, you're going to have to scratch out all these verses, too, about do not eat pork, pigs, 
swine. Okay, go to your Bible. Scratch out 11, Leviticus 11.7. That, that's not convenient for you, okay? Because it says don't eat swine. It says stuff about swine. Deuteronomy 14.8. Again, the, about pork and pigs. Isaiah 65.4. Well, that's coming up in the next couple lectures. Swine is an abominable thing to God. Leviticus chapter 7.18. Leviticus chapter 19.7. Ezekiel chapter 414. I hope you're scratching these out if you think it's okay. You're having a BLT going through the Mickey D's drive through uh, If you don't think it's also not in the Bible, the Apocrypha, 2 Maccabees chapter 6, 18, 19. The book of Acts, back in the Bible here, chapter 10, 15. God never cleansed pork, swine. Swine is again referred to as an abomination. Isaiah chapter 66, 3. Isaiah chapter uh, 66, 17. And there's other chapters, there's other places in the Bible. Again, no, pork is filth. And let me tell you, don't eat an unclean thing. Don't touch the unclean thing. Okay, if, if you still want to challenge pork, say this to any of your heathen friends. Say this. Okay, you want it, it that's not convenient for me. So I'm just going to cut that out of the Bible. No, it's not convenient. I've seen pork dinners served at Easter time in churches. And I pray for those people. Abomination of abominations. God hates that. Well, you guys can't obey me. I said, don't eat pork. I said, don't touch it. Why? Because it's a filthy, dirty animal. It wasn't made for eating. It has one stomach. has no sweat glands. So any of the poisons it eats stay in the meat. Now, go to... Go to like a butcher, a country butcher, and take little Piggly Wiggly in there and have him cut it up. Grab a roast from him, you know, wrapped in that brown waxy paper, and then come home, put it in a big salad bowl, like something you take to a picnic or something, serving a bunch of people. Okay, so there you have the pork roast in the salad bowl, and it's raw. It just got cut from Piggly Wiggly there, little babe. And uh, take, have two liter uh coca-cola and pour it on top of that pork and let that coca-cola come up and rise about three quarters of the way up on the pork in your big salad bowl and watch what happens you will never eat pork again you will vomit you will be sick and you'll wish you could unwatch that for the rest of your life it is an abominable thing it is filth and remember what christ said when he was uh, having a little chit chat with some demons and devils um they, they said, uh, oh, Jesus, because they only called him Jesus, which was only demons, devils, evil spirits, and people that hated Jesus Christ addressed him as Jesus. Everybody else calls him Jesus Christ or our Lord. Or, um, but anyways, the, they said, Jesus, please, what are you going to do to us? Just put him in those swine over there. The lowest of all carnal flesh wouldn't even put up with demons. It was and the swine jumped off the cliff, and this is written in other history books besides the Bible. But all the he said, put the demons and the pigs over there, and the pigs were like, I don't think so. Off the cliff, they, they committed suicide. Animals that committed suicide. But the lowest of our carnal flesh, Christ's teaching, I'll put these demons in the lowest of our all carnal flesh, and they jumped off the cliff. But back to how filthy dirty they are. Enjoy your Coca-Cola and your pork roast, and watch... The trichinosis come right out of there. And it's full of other worms and larvae. It is filth. Again, they have no stomach. They have one stomach. No sweat glands. The pig. Don't eat it. It's an abomination to God. Don't make excuses and hold your convictions. When you're sitting there with everybody and they're having, it's just bacon and eggs, Michael. Do you mind that there's ham in your pea soup? Yeah, I do, actually. 
so I don't want it. Well, jeez, it's all in the grocery stores. Yeah, I know, my pig rant is pretty big, but... Verse 12 of Isaiah 52. For you shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your reward. There's go by flight. Like, they didn't have Air Canada or United States Air American Airlines or anything like that back then. It's not a flight. It's not like a ticket. The flight means no retreat. God's got your front, and he's got your back. That's what reward, re, re, reward means. Re-reward. It's got your back, rear guard. Okay, verse 13. Now this gets into some big time stuff here. The Bible teaching, it, the, uh, the thread through the Bible here is God's trademark stamp of authenticity. Watch this. Verse 13. Think the book of Genesis here. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and very high. This is Messiah's presentation. Uh, the divine counsels concerning Messiah. Okay. As many were astonished at him, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men, he suffered a brutal, humiliating death. And where do you get that? Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse uh, 15. And so shall he sprinkle many nations, and... Uh, the kings shall shut their mouths at him, for that which w had not been told, them shall they see, and that which they have not heard shall they consider. So we have Messiah's presentation, his sufferings in 14, 15's his reward. And sprinkle many nations. This means the astonishment and joy of many nations uh, set in contrast with the astonishment of of many people. Remember, the whole world wanders after Satan. We're astonished. People are astonished. Satan's greatest trick is to make the whole world believe he does not exist. You know what? That's a podcast, 21 minutes. I wanted to do 53 at the same time, but uh, I'm going to try and catch my breath here. I hope you're enjoying Isaiah chapter 52. It's all about the Lord our God, Jesus Christ. And this 52 and 53 goes through the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and the next 12 verses. And I'm going to do that in the next podcast. We're going to take a break right now. I'll be right back. Let's quickly go over the last three verses here. Verse 13 of chapter 52, Isaiah. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. He's the righteous right arm of God. It's the salvation ministry of the Lord, of, of our Father. It's the righteous right arm of Father. He's the mediator to Father. It's Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Messiah. And as it's written, if you have seen the Son, you have seen the Father. But for us now, if you pray to the Son, you're praying to the Father. It's the Lord God Most High, and He will be exalted as God, because He is God. And even though a sovereignty is being challenged right now, and people compromise with evil, giving evil more power, the truth will stand. The truth is it's the sword of the Lord, and the sword of the Lord is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. Um, verse 14, as many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than any sons of man, he suffered a brutal, humiliating death. Satan gave everything he had to this guy, our Lord Jesus Christ, to try and make him compromise with evil, and he would not. He won't accommodate evil in any way. He didn't do it, and he won't do it in his kingdom. But it was ex extremely, people were astonished at him. And, and then um, that's his sufferings, and here's his reward. So he shall sprinkle 
so shall he sprinkle. That just means <clears throat> um, so shall he sprinkle many nations. That This means leap forth for joy. Okay, So shall many nations leap forth for joy or they'll leap for astonishment. Like how could we have been so deceived? It was right in front of us. We're getting ambushed by this deception that's coming into our computer screens, our phones, our televisions. And we just allowed it to happen. As it's written in the book of Isaiah, we just covered this, that even the man of the house who's supposed to protect the house is useless. He just allows it to happen. Give your kids a phone. Get them on the internet. Let them just get fed and, and ambushed by this great deception. And the king shall shut their mouths at him for that which had not been told them shall they see and that which they have not heard shall they consider. Because their eyes are closed and their ears are closed because like so many people they think they know better than the Bible they think they know better than God they'll say things like oh I believe uh, this part but I don't believe this part well that just means you think you know better so when you meet your maker good luck with that attitude say oh I knew better Jesus Christ like God uh, why this why that Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven amen and that's it for today it's extremely windy out and it's pushing the smoke back down the fireplace here or back down my wind stove wood stove and uh, it's either get smoked out or freeze and I think I'll choose the ladder but i'll bring another podcast to you right away chapter 53 isaiah my name is mike this is companion chapel i hope you're enjoying the great book of isaiah comfort like none other thank you very much have a great day and bye for now